0: check 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 one two one to the two one to the two 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 hey right. scotty what's up i'm coming back oh got a toot hold on
1: the audio fun bag is brought to you by your business name right here seriously it could all be yours and now we kick it
0: I just want you to know how much I give a shit about this podcast. What are you dealing with? I just downloaded over 690 steak drops into that computer. You did! 690 steak questions, (laughs) answers. I'm so excited. You're welcome. If you get people to call into that line, oh God, I don't think I can do it. I don't know if we can do it from that standpoint. We can try. It's not going to be as... Rapid fire, as usual. But
2: I can give it a shot. Okay, we'll give it a try. So this is chapter six of the Audio Fun Bag podcast. It's uh, Hoyt and it's Lowe, as we're uh, taking you through a a week of lots of fun. So in this edition of the podcast, we're going to give you a bit from five or six years ago where Chuck had one of his embarrassing moments in his life when he took on Annandale Village. If you're not (laughs) familiar, that is an adult home for people that have had severe head trauma and As a high schooler, he went all Charles Barkley on them. So we'll get into that. That'll be uh, how we'll wrap up the show. We are planning. Management's not listening right now. Oh, who cares? We are planning to, because we we ran into this earlier in the week.
0: Just say, we're planning to play steak audio. We had
2: virtual steak (laughs) drops, and we started going through every single one of them that you have in the computer And me and Mark Zeno were laughing so hard. I had a stitch in the side. Like, I had to leave the room. I was thinking, okay, it's heart attack coming after this because I can't breathe. That's how funny it was. So we've decided maybe we'll try and work in a caller. Maybe we'll just play them and review them and enjoy them from there. So that's what we got coming up. And I want to start with this. So I've got, like, home improvement issues going on. Oh, we hired Mexicans to do that. Yes, you did. Don't you uh, – did you ever feel like, well, no, you didn't need like a general contractor. If you're just having people hang stuff no. in the house, no big deal.
0: We're getting electrical work done, which I'm sure someone's got to sign off on that crap, but oh. you know what? Okay.
2: Nah. You know how that works? I don't. If, if That's you, why if, I hired if somebody. You no, know, if you sell the home and you have had some sort of elaborate work done, then you've got to have a permit. If you're just changing out lights and stuff, small time electrical work, no big deal. No, I'm talking about
0: putting in like ceiling fans,
2: chandeliers, no, not a changing the
0: chandeliers. Not all a that. problem. No, yeah, you, you're not
2: going to run into any deal there. They
0: change some outlets because you know when we walk into the dining room, I I Unless like it catches fire. I like more outlets. Like I like extra outlets and I like extra light switches. To me, I base your wealth as a human
2: being on how many light switches you have in your home. I can go with that. It used to be a second staircase. A home with a second staircase, I was, wow. Yeah, but everybody has a basement now. You're well-to-do. No, I'm talking about how... Like a split level? No. One staircase that enters the traditional end of the upstairs. Oh, you're talking about the backside. And then, like, the backside staircase. Like, when you're in a home like that, man. Like, there was a home that my wife and I looked at probably seven or eight years ago, and it had a workout room off of the master bedroom, and the back staircase walked right up there. So you could go down to your kitchen on your primary staircase and then head up to the home gym or head down to your kitchen from the home gym. I'm going to give you some advice.
0: As a guy who has two daughters, What you do. Yes. Oh, wait, you're giving me the advice? Yes. You did not want two staircases. Why is that? Because it's... Easy entrance, easy exit. Okay. If you you, only have one staircase, los, and they're doing something, or they have friends over, or heaven forbid, I hate to say this to you, they do have a guy over, because that's what we did back in the day in high school. I dated a girl. She had two staircases, and I would always sneak down the back staircase as soon as you heard them coming up the one that was off the entry door.
2: This is where you're completely wrong, and not about... People and what they do because kids, oh, kids are always kids about your daughters. They're not going to have boyfriends. No, absolutely. They're going to try <laughs> my home right now. Lesbians for life in the Medina household is so wired to tell me everything that is going on. You realize I added a ring security system to the home now. So I get notifications if I wanted to. I've turned those off. But if a door opens anywhere in my home notification, Did you do the windows. Yes. Uh, I've got I've got an assortment of windows, the ones that are accessible. So I've got windows, I've got motion detection, I've got the doors, and there's a beep. Which, to be quite honest, let's let me just tell you, when I go outside to have a cigar, I turn the beeper off so that nobody hears the because you're going to hear it a several times. So I'm going to go out and have a couple. Um, I so I turn that off. I figured out how to do that. Outside of that. Anything that goes on in that home, I can either hear it or I'll know about it. Did you do the second floor? Because Los is well-to-do. He has
3: three three floors.
0: I have two floors. You have three
2: floors. One
0: for each of you. There's the ground level, there's the main level,
2: and then there's the the upper level. Did you do the second story? We did uh, some motion detection there. As I give you all the blueprints so that you can... Mission Impossible, my home. That's how your
0: daughters are gonna get guys into the house. I hope, like, they figure out a way. I don't have daughters, but at least I have sons. I hope they try to get out of the house. Like, I want them to. That's a part of life. I agree.
2: It's just different now. Remember when? And you and I were. This was right about for each of us, like fifteen to eighteen. Do you remember when caller ID started? Yes. Okay. Do you remember how hard it was to prank anybody after that? That essentially ended pranking. Well, same thing with the ring doorbell, dude. There's no... It's hard. It, it's harder now. You have to be more creative in <laughs> order name to... for it. You have to be more creative to accomplish the youthful mischief that you want to do. So what do they do now? Just drugs? I think they got to go out. It's still tried and true. You still got to like, go out in the woods. Like, here's the kegger. Here's where I'm going to do my drugs. I, I got to go out in the woods because the woods, there's no technology. I
0: enjoyed talking to our interns who were in from Marist, Westminster.
2: Yeah, whatever. One of those snobby schools. Right. We had two 17 year olds. That was Holly and Sarah, and then we had Jack, the 18 year old senior. Well, I was going to keep their names out of it for Well, They're going to love it. They listen to the podcast anyway, so personal What's up? reasons What's to up cover interns?
0: their. It was strange the the drugs they told me that were like okay, that the weren't high school stuff. Upon. Yeah, the high school drugs, like. At least when I was in college, it was shrooms and weed. Like everything else was out there, but it was like we right. just did shrooms and weed, shrooms and weed. They're like cocaine. I was like, cocaine? Huh? Who does cocaine? Like we had a we had an acid outbreak.
2: Makes you real skinny
0: in middle school, like, and I was hi. like, acid. That's some intense stuff. Cocaine in high school and middle school. It blew my mind. That's
2: well to do though, because when I was in high school, yeah, you're right. It was the shrooms. It, later on, like the thing now is is X. Like. The ecstasy, you know, the the Molly, all that sort of stuff is, is what they're more into. But when when we were growing up, the idea like cocaine was this, man, you must be really well off at some <laughs> other school. Cause we just we, we there are people that did it, but it wasn't was one of those things where you could just call somebody up and be like, Oh, I can easily find cocaine. Dude, I had like twenty
0: bucks in my wallet, thirteen was for gas, the other seven was for I don't know, let's throw some in and get a baggie, and that was about it. I wasn't affording cocaine.
2: No, that's a, a whole different level. I barely afford my car. But yeah, our, our interns let us know about a handful of th- what 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 the bad kids are into. That was what was so different, and, and all three of them are really good kids. They're really sharp. They're, they're spending more of their time at AC, uh, ACT prep than going out or doing anything along those lines or some of the, the volunteerism that they do. Not that holly, though. No, Holly was troublemaker. But it was funny to hear all of the stories of what the bad kids do at this time as as high schoolers. It was because we all were still doing that. We all knew people that were doing that or we were doing that. But it was funny to hear what their idea of like bad kids were. Like I told them the story about throwing breakers. I've told you this before. My friends and I, we weren't into drugs, but we were very mischievous. We were very bored. We would play like every Christmas. We'd go over to people's houses, we'd steal their decorations, and then we'd drive it to another friend's house and we'd plug them all in. Like, we'd spend the evening (laughs) getting them all plugged in at, like, 3 in the morning so they'd come outside and their whole house was lit up. (laughs) Like, that's the sort of stuff we would do. Or You would decorate the poor houses. That's very nice of you. No, no, no. It was... My friend Brad Delaney, his dad was a a neural surgeon. It wasn't like it was the poorhouse, but the Delaneys also didn't go wild with their direct decorations. We made it look like a like a cheap Walmart setup in their front yard. We'd make the reindeer bang each other. Did you ever oh yeah, do that we one? did that too. Okay. That was that was automatic. But what we would do is throw breakers, and our interns thought it was the craziest deal. We had a, a friend of mine growing up. His brother worked over at Wendy's across the street. Was Burger King, and they would give us free food if on a Friday night we would drive over to Burger King and pull their breaker box so the whole thing would go dead black and you would see them all over at Wendy's lined up on the counter across the street. As soon as we throw that breaker and it goes dark, you would just hear a, yeah! Because it was like they got Burger King again. And that's what we would do. So, I mean, that was, that was troublemaking for us.
0: I'm sorry, uh, Tim the Tool Man. I got you off your home improvement topic.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of glad we did. I mean, it's just some ideas because right now I have to... I'd put in a new AC system. I got to get that taken care of. Corey, this is old man stuff. No, I know, I know. It's just a pain in the butt when you have these things happen. to change the air filters. No, I, I had all this water damage, so I had to deal with that. That's a lot of fun. I want Okay, I've got two things to bring up with you. <laughs> two options for you. You've got to choose your own adventure. Do you want to talk about the doomsday clock? Or, yes. Or the coronavirus. Is it coronavirus? No, I think it's like the Crohn's disease. Corona. It says Cro- spelled coronavirus out of China.
0: I don't. First off, I don't like the coronavirus because then that's going to tank the market for Coronas. Let's first
2: let's do the Doomsday Clock. Okay, Doomsday Clock. I saw this trending on Twitter, and I didn't even know it still existed. Are you familiar with the Doomsday Clock? I have no idea. The Doomsday Clock was developed in the late forties after the uh, age of the atomic weapon. These scientists got together. And what they would do is say how close we are to midnight. Midnight is global catastrophe when nuclear war is coming. So, for instance, when you had um, any kind of incident where, let's say, Russia and the United States were butting heads. So, Cuban Missile Crisis. That would be a perfect example. Cuba, uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. They would say, "Oh, we're now three minutes to midnight," and they would move the clock hand to basically say we're this much cl- uh, closer to a global catastrophe.
0: Is it like our alert level, like red, orange, yellow, green, kind of oh. like heightened security kind of thing? Along
2: those lines, the idea would be: Is there it, an actual clock? Like, yes. I I'm imagine there's an, a there's a clock somewhere. Like there's, there's, there's a there's big a, bend. There's a big clock, and you would see it move. And they they would show you we're moving this hand. And there used to be a magazine that would cover this. And again, I thought it was a thing of the past. Then suddenly on Twitter I see Doomsday Clock. It's been moved. It's like okay, what what is it? It's now a hundred seconds to midnight, the closest it's ever been to global catastrophe. It's like oh my god. Well, what are we worried about? Like what are the aliens coming? Is this a is this a huge bomb issue? No. Uh, apparently the uh, the crying out for uh, climate change at Davos didn't work out well enough. So it's now them stepping up to be like. Listen, between climate change and the nuclear age, we are 100 seconds away from the world ending.
0: But that—that that, you can say that about any era. I know, like, exactly. Like if it was the 1600s, oh my god, we have an industrial revolution coming. We need to move the clock forward. Like, I'm under the impression there is no UFOs or alien life out there. Oh, there is. Well, there's not. There, there is. Because if you stand by the theory that eventually every life form will destroy itself. Before you ever have the technology to travel somewhere else, like, for us to travel to other galaxies, which is where these aliens that you think exist, you would blow up your own planet and destroy
2: yourself. The idea... And that's the doomsday clock. We'll, we'll least, all kill ourselves. At least one of the ideas is that they're us from the future. That doesn't make... That doesn't work. Yeah, sure. Why there not? There is no us in the have future. Have you not... Have, have you never seen Avengers Endgame?
0: No. You know I don't watch any of those dumb comic movies
2: know that we can visit ourselves it's not I visit it's myself int- every it, night I know you do in your closet and it's is, it is where you do your thing alright give me the coronavirus oh there's 17 dead and 600 infected in China and it's like spreading I like that you just glossed over that Really wasn't all that important to me until like we start getting sick around here. Like when Ebola showed up in Atlanta, I was like, I was like, I don't give a damn about Ebola. And then I was like, Oh god, we got Ebola around here.
0: My nanny showed up this morning, and I was like, So what's going on with you? You're Just doing small talk, and she's like, Well, did you see the outbreak in China? We're just doing some soft crap right now. I really don't need you to bring me down with this whole. Do you? Th- what do you think is going on? By the way, like, will disease eventually take care of us?
2: No, no, not at all. Uh, We're although we are getting to a point where. There are some vaccines that are no longer effective. Like when they say, like, this is not going to be handled by penicillin. Like, I get that. There's stuff that's evolving. Everything evolves. We evolve uh, bacteria, sickness, everything evolves.
0: It's like terrorism. You just try to stay, right. one, step you try try to to stay
2: one step ahead of whatever their next idea is. And so, yeah, I think at some point we'll have some sort of crazy virus. It's not like the Black Plague did nothing, took out like a third of the world's population. Everyone went, wow, this is pretty bad. We'll have something that will come along and it'll it'll do what nature does it uh it burns the forest down i don't understand how it starts though how does a disease begin like how did cancer begin how did aids begin like well cancer is different cancer is is within us and it's a mutation it's, of our own genes it's, it's like just a Jesus. Ma- it's, it's just always a, with us always with us but it's a matter of whether or not you subject yourself to things that could possibly start that genetic code going oh aids uh, probably from a monkey in Zaire. You can't say that. Nobody had sex with a monkey. You, somebody could... I would say eat the monkey, but no, it, you can't transmit HIV by that way. AIDS eating people. Yeah, so...
0: If you could, zombies would get AIDS, and then
2: eventually zombies would be taken care of. Listen, The Walking Dead is not a documentary. It's not gonna... I'm not, so over not, that show, by the way. I left it a long time ago. I left it three years ago and I'm told you to so stop. I'm so sad that I
0: left it, by the way. You're sad about it? Yeah, it had so. You put that much effort into something? Like when I watched The Office, not the British version, the the Steve Carell version. I left that. How many seasons did it go? Seven. I made probably five. I'm guessing. Like when Steve Carell left and Will Ferrell came in, everybody jumped out.
2: I had to stay in. I had invested so much time into that crap. I don't do that. There are very few series where you get start to finish. Breaking Bad's one. I gave you all of Sopranos. I gave you all of... Friday Night Lights. What's Game of Thrones? Oh, Friday Night Lights Lights got different to me, by the way. Game of Thrones, I I did that entirely. But there are very few when it starts to alter. The problem is is that so many of the shows, you write a pilot. You have an idea for a season if you're picked up. And then it's, oh shit, where do I go from here? It turns into, (laughs) what is the next evolution? That was always the problem with Lost. You've heard Chuck tell this story about what happened with Lost. They had a great premise, then they had no idea where to go with it. So the fun part about Lost... Chuck, and this is probably, what, four or five years ago, maybe longer than that, might even be a decade ago. Anyway, Chuck is talking about wanting to to go back and watch Lost. He's like, you know what, it just became available. This is my Chuck voice. Maybe I should change that. Chuck voice is more like what?
0: It's high-pitched. It's a squeaky kind of... I'm thinking about watching... That's uh, closer.
2: uh, Lost, Uh, what do you think uh, I should go and do? And I go, they're all dead already. It's in purgatory. I just (laughs) saved you 88 hours. And he just looked at me shocked, like... I can't believe you just did that. But
0: it's such a crappy way to out things. Like, I never watched Dallas. Wasn't there a season where they killed somebody off, entirely, a main character? Entirely a
2: dream. And then they just made it a dream because they realized they screwed up. No, it was more along the lines of, of all these crazy plot line alternative things. And, and again, this is from, this is back in the 80s when my parents, every single, you know, it's it, Dallas is on. We got to watch Dallas. But what a waste of an ending. Like, can you imagine, like, well, em- and that was a season. Like, that wasn't the end of the show, but it was a season. But well, what a waste of a, a season, season itself.
0: Right. Like, can you imagine the, the greatest buildup and everything else to a show? Let's say Breaking Bad, hypothetically. And instead of us getting the the ending of Walter White and and Pinkman and everything else kind of running off into the desert, he just woke up from a dream, and, and he was in real life. Yeah. What a terrible way to, or or you find out, you know what? He was on meth the entire time, and he made it all up in his head. That sucks. That's such a crap way out.
2: Because there's so many details and things that happen that could never, it could never be. You could never. I would never just dream all of that stuff up. And so, yeah, that, that's that's uh, that's why I, I saved that for Chuck. Because then Chuck was. Chuck tells me there was 88 episodes. I was like, that's 88 hours of your life <laughs> that I just, I just saved you. And he immediately said to this day, "Thank you, thank you for doing that." Because the the, the idea. Remember, they also had the writer strike too. So they went off in these weird tangents of things that they never, ever tied off. I'm glad I didn't watch it. Well, I'm spoiler alert, I think we just spoiled it for anybody who who hadn't watched it. By the way, Walter White is dead. Did you see the one thing from El Camino? Are we sure he's dead? The Easter egg? No. So one of the things they did is when you go and watch El Camino, you'll see Jesse, and he's in that room where they've strapped him up, you know where he he just runs around. He does his thing.
0: The the little dog leash. The little dog where he's running up and down the him. track.
2: Even though it's out of sequence, they just decided to leave it as an Easter egg. There's a bloody handprint on one of the cooking devices, which is Walter's which from is when the he, final from when he touched it, and then he oh. went to, So you'll see it, in El Camino, if you go back and watch that. I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was it, it, what you know what it was. It was something for the hardcore fan. If you were looking for some, oh, great movie, this, this, no, it's just a good way to tie off the the, the Jesse Pinkman story. But
0: just leave it where it is, Vince. Don't don't touch it anymore. No, that's, leave it, that's they fine. They left
2: it open-ended, but just leave it where it is. It's totally fine. You can move on from there. All right, coming up next, we'll uh, we'll venture into an area that manager doesn't care for, but we really like it.
1: Ooh, steak time! It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Brian Hoyt and Carlos Medina. Aren't you going through a divorce or something? You told me to bring it up.
2: Disney Jr., there's a show called Special Agent Oso. We've watched it, yeah. Yeah, the stuffed bear that's kind of like their Bond character. Well, whenever he's trying to complete an assignment, his palm pilot gives him the three steps that he has to do. This was about meal prep. Now, just see if anything jumps out to you in this piece of audio from today's show.
4: special assignment is starting now, and three special steps will show you how. Step one wash the vegetables
3: vegetables
4: Step three,
1: toss the salad.
3: I stepped back.
2: You're preparing a salad before a meal. Yes, you toss it up. You put the dressing in it, and you throw some kraftens on it. You call it a meal. What am I missing? Uh, toss
3: right. the salad, right? All right. They're, they're they're counting on what's the age group for this? <laughs> My daughter watches that. She's four. four. So yes, there. She likes a okay. good little ranch on the dressing on the and salad. Unless- I miss the six months Zoe had to serve at the big house. Zo- Zoe, Zoe, Talk Zoe. I mean, Mention my daughter. Did, with that? Did she plead out? Because unless she spent a lot of time at the federal pen, lo, you're degenerate.
2: That the fact that you like you think that's just so funny, that's Mr. Not funny. Double
3: Entendre. It, and I'm
2: gonna. It, it jumped out to me a little not bit. Funny. Did, it, did it? You can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. Welcome back to the Audio Fun Bag Chapter Six. I'm so far away from you right now. I know. We had to kind of change our alignment in the studios because you are now sitting at a computer with all of your toys. When did this start?
0: So Matt and Chuck were down at the SunTrust On-Up Experience. And for some reason, I don't even know why, we were going to do a whole lot of phone calls in a short amount of time. Do you remember that segment? It's basically a mocking of three
2: strikes. Well, no, what it was was the, well, let's just see if we can kill off the last segment, and I wasn't really interested in it for sure. You decided, let me execute my own idea.
0: I had rolled onto steak. For some reason, I pulled a bunch of steak questions. Maybe like, I don't know,
2: 15 of them,
0: and I had a couple responses. Because
2: you remember, it all
0: originated with, have you been to the Battery? What's your favorite spot in the Battery? Right.
2: It would always start with that, and then it would go into the weirdest stuff. Anytime anybody called up and we did the end of that segment, it would... It would start with, you know, hey, never ever been to the Battery? What's your favorite place to eat at the Battery? And then it would turn into the weirdest stuff. And you have, what is it, six? how do you have 600 clips?
0: 693 clips of steak asking questions. Now, they're not all questions. <laughs> some are responses. Because what people don't understand is, like, you can't just ask a question and then immediately give another question. You have to have a response to that question, like, that's a classic spot. Here, these are some of my just
4: answers. Let's see. Alrighty then. Right, whenever somebody would respond. Whatever. Go ahead, brother. (laughs) Good luck to you.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Steak, how are you doing today?
4: Living the ATL
0: dream. You could just put anything. Have you been to the Battery? Yes. Where have you been? I've been to Antico's. Nice.
2: (laughs) I don't know if I should just sit back and just let you play these, because that was what was cracking me up the other day. All you were doing was just these non-sequiturs over and over and over.
4: What part of town are you in? I'm um, I'm right here in Atlanta. Oh, awesome. <laughs> What's your favorite place to eat at the Battery? Uh Sports and Social? Tell me one of your top 5 movies of all time. Shawshank Redemption? You got me. Yeah, I hear you. So tell me uh who's your favorite college football team?
2: Uh Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 who they are. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I enjoy seeing
4: them do well. What are you doing number one thing all weekend? Boozing. What's the most depressing movie you remember ever going to? American History X. Called it, <laughs> it was like
0: riding the Steak Shapiro bull. Right. How many How many could you get through? And could you stay on at least
4: eight seconds? Well, who like- should be the highest paid uh, talent at 680? That's funny. And then it got weirder. Let me see if I can find some of the weird Do you still have the the Anne Frank one? 25-year-old boy, does he get a sleepover at your house? Yeah, there was that one. (laughs) There was that one. (laughs) What did you partake in while you were there? Oh, so it starts off. The best thing about California. uh, The weather. Isn't the Anne Frank uh, Museum there?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which would work for anything, no matter where you were. Hold on to that one, because it was always... Somebody would respond with, oh, I'm, uh, I'm from Detroit. Isn't the Anne Frank uh, Museum there? Oh, uh, I like going to Antico Pizza.
4: Do bears scare you? <laughs> <laughs> oh Very so- simple question. Oh, uh, yes. What is that? Do you uh, like the Red Sox? <laughs> Not especially. I don't have anything against them. Uh, how happy are you this morning, right now? Scale of 1 to 10. 8? One being your dog died and a lot of other people did. <laughs> <laughs> that is so genius. That's uh, a little bit tougher question. It's just so much fun because they give the 26 or take the 26. This
2: is stake version of what we do with with Chuck where there's non sequiturs. It's all strung together and then it turns into the way we open the show.
4: Admit that you had a bad dad move. What's one of your all-timers?
2: Ooh, canceling Christmas?
4: Uh, maybe you got drunk at a game with your kids or did something really stupid or, you know, share with us. <laughs> <laughs> share with us. I just love to share with us. I
2: wish
0: I could. See, in the system we're on right now, I'm not a, I am not. can't quickly just move through them as fast as we can in the other studio, and I can't have all my answers on my hotkeys and just immediately being tapping them out. But it was so much fun being able to do this, and for some reason we can't.
2: Well, I have a good idea as to why we not. Is there any other ones that you just want to oh, play just for your own enjoyment? Well, just a couple. I mean, we almost got another minute or two in the segment. Oh, well, this computer sucks.
4: Who was your mentor? Who is your mentor? Um, in life, career, coaching, job, who's a mentor of yours? I love
0: that he continues <laughs> he them t- on. Like, I have a part one, part two, part three. Let's see this one.
4: Give me... Uh, Give us your – I'm doing the airport later today. What's your travel routine? And then the caller would go to respond, and instead of responding, you get a – Do you have a consistent – like, I always park in the same (laughs) area of the airport. Every time I'm flying, I'm flying out tomorrow to New Orleans. I'll park on that upper, upper deck, south terminal, outside every time. Okay, well, Steak, let me get to my response. Like, what is a certain travel routine that you are (laughs) just lockstep with?
2: Well, I – Typically try and get there a couple hours early and maybe get a little bit of food and over but, under
4: Thanksgiving four twelve. What? <laughs> That's when Fork meets mouth at four twelve. But you see how you uh, said what? And then he explained and he it. he explains it
2: to you. Oh, I love digital steak. It's That's so great. That's when
4: Fork meets mouth at four twelve. sorry. one of these days. One of these What's days What's your favorite cartoon movie. Um I don't I was know. A big th- Little Mermaid fan, Toy <laughs> Story fan, right? Maybe one of the Shreks. What's the one, the real sad one, when uh, his wife dies? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, all right, that'll do it for this fun audio segment down memory one lane. One wife's
4: hottest friend. Um, I hadn't really pondered that one. You can share with us. Yeah, go for it. Just first name. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just love that they like just first name. Here's how I label them: like state question one, <laughs> then two, then three, then four. <laughs> I just love how they keep going. He's my ah, f- oh, he's my favorite host to play drops. of. It,
2: it is incredible the the fun that we can have uh, back in the day on that one. So all right, well that's going to down
4: do... with a good serial killer,
2: but like John a Wayne Gacy,
4: buy or sell a good serial killer, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> a good serial like a friendly serial killer. Oh, he's the friendly one. He's the friendly Ed Kemper. Alrighty, then. Yeah, not really uh, Not really something I'd pondered a whole lot. Thanks thank- for being on with us, my friend. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, coming up next, we'll uh, go down memory lane when Chuck decided to take on a whole home of people that... What did he say? They were not ready to play
4: basketball at his level. Why? You're on the air. So what did you do? Yeah.
1: It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Brian Hoyt and Carlos Medina. Looks like the sun is coming up, Chuck. Shades on in Dark Club.
2: Williams Perez does not know English. And so they played a little bit of a joke on Kevin McAlpin. This is how Kevin handled the audio that they set him up with.
4: Atlanta Braves Today. Welcome back to Atlanta Braves Today. Kevin McAlpin, our Braves beat reporter, joining us here in just a second. Williams Perez allowed four hits in seven innings. Kelly Johnson returned from the DL. And uh, Williams Perez, uh, he, he was just pleased with the outing against the Padres.
2: Yeah, guys, and had a strong performance from Williams Perez last
4: oh. night. When you look at what he was able to accomplish...
2: So that was that was total pro on k max bar just to go like did, did you really want me to comment on that piece of audio it's called rolling with the punches you have a guy like k mac when there are punches he rolls yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah guys
2: welcome back it's the audio fun bag chapter six hope you're enjoying this version of the fun bag close it's, so it's hoyt if uh if you're into it if it's kind of your thing you can always give us a review are supposed to say that? Pretty much like the, the shout out on iTunes. Probably should have
0: done it at the beginning, but whatever.
2: Yeah, well, it's kind of a... Nobody hey, listens hey. this far. This is the deep cut. Oh, I don't know. It's been really... We- you know what's been cool? Hearing the amount of people that actually get to the end because of the weirdness we always do in the final one.
0: Nobody called me out, by the way, for uh crapping all over your Better Than Ezra. So you're the only one.
2: Okay, we'll see. I need you all to reach out and crap on Brian Hoyt for his musical taste. He likes Limp Biscuit more than Better Than Ezra. No, I don't like Better Than Ezra. There's no I like him better. I don't like Better Than Ezra. Hold on. Your purchasing power shows what you're into. Do you own a Limp Biscuit album? No. I own multiple Limp Biscuit albums.
0: I own Fred Durst solo albums. We call them albums, CDs. I still have my CD visor in the car, by the way. F-
2: me. All right. So this was the moment. This <laughs> is probably from like six years ago, where we actually had on the show myself. Matt was out. Ba was in. Ba was in. And Chuck Oliver had had a memory that was jogged loose by Boogie Cousins.
0: And that's the that's the strangest part about it. I'm sure it's in the beginning, but he came to us before the show. Hey, this kind of just came to me, and I just kind of want. I don't know if he wanted to clear his chest, like he's sitting in a confessional, and the preacher's on the other side, not judging, but. I did something 30 years ago that I'm ashamed of, and I just like to, to
2: be forgiven. He buried it so far in his <laughs> mind when he realized how bad it was that he was completely, uh, he, he was unaware of it in his brain until Boogie Cousins, if you, if you don't know the story, and we'll probably get into it in the piece of audio, Boogie Cousins, being he was playing in the NBA at the top of his powers, had a charity event where you could play basketball with him, and instead of... Take it easy with all these accountants and lawyers and whoever else paid to, to, you know, make a donation to his charity. Nah, he swatted it in the he third like row. He dunked all over them and he <laughs> like ran through them and gave them charges. He basically treated them like they were schoolyard children. Well,
0: well, if you're gonna pay for a moment with a porn star, like you're gonna get your money's worth. This is what you're paying for. No,
2: in this case, you're just. Hey, I shot some baskets with Boogie Cousins. It was yep. cool. It's like you didn't pay to take an elbow to the chop <laughs> from Boogie Cousins.
5: Mouse in the house.
2: That is what Chuck Oliver did to Annandale Village. You'll hear about it now.
5: But the latest story, it starts
3: off involving an NBA player, and it ends with you in just more absolute shame. But this was a long time ago. All right, can you hold me responsible for this? Because you know the story. I, I was talking to you and Hoyt close yeah. off the air. Uh, this morning, I—I I don't know—is uncovered the right word. I uncovered a repressed memory. Is yeah, that the right I, word? I think that works here. I, I think—I think that's how this—how this goes. <laughs> or you
2: remembered a triumph and victory, uh,
3: courtesy of Boogie Cousins. This is a humble brag. I think you're right, Lowe's. Me having quite possibly my worst moment as a human being. Now, so it starts with Boogie Cousins. Yeah. Over the weekend, Eric Bledsoe, uh, who's from the state of Alabama, he had a charity basketball game at his old high school called the. Back to school event. And it was Bledsoe, a bunch of other former Kentucky Wildcats. And the cool part is like the math teacher and the janitor and the assistant principal got to take the floor in this right. charity game. It's a dream come true. So These so what's famous basketball player. What are you thinking?
5: Yeah, they'll just take it easy, they'll pass it around
3: a little bit, they'll pose for photographs. On during the play, Boogie dropped ninety one. Good gracious, alive! In a charity game against the janitor and the assistant principal and a bus driver, still didn't play like a lick of defense, by the way, but scored ninety-one points. He dropped ninety-one on the history teacher.
5: This is like uh, if you're old enough to remember the '80s, Thunder Lips and Rocky III. What's supposed to be an exhibition, you're just flying around, okay. knocking
3: people into the stands. This morning, for the first time in thirty years, because I was. What not the time or place. What are you doing going for 91, dunking over these 91 points?
5: Who would ever do something like that against people who don't have a chance of matching up with you, who physically couldn't come close to equaling what you okay. bring to the table? Who would do something like that? I have
3: not thought about this since the day it happened. It was an afternoon in 1985. I mean, high school junior, 17 years old, okay? Not even can't even vote yet. Right. And now... I was in the key club. Did you have a key club at Johnson of Gainesville? No, we did not have a key Coanus club. Kiwanis Educated Youth. I know what a key club is. We didn't have Community one Community service projects, outreach, doing good for people. Johnson was a very rural high school. You have to understand that. And we played a charity basketball game versus... Should I say the name of the facility? To give full context, yeah, you probably should. That There's way, a place that way they s- can look it up. There's a place in Swanee called Annandale... It's called Annandale Village. I don't like where this is going. And you can go to the website. Characteristically, individuals served here are 18 years of age or older. So they were older than you. Absolutely. (laughs) With a primary diagnosis. Oh, no. (laughs) No sentence ends well that starts out with primary diagnosis. Of an intellectual disability, autism, cerebral palsy, Down syndrome, other developmental disability, or have experienced a traumatic brain injury. What
5: did you do to these kids, Chuck?
3: They're not kids. They're adults. And so we're going as the Kiwanis Kiwanis Educated Youth. key club. Key Club. We're going to play a charity basketball game against the people who live at Annandale. Did you go Boogie
5: Cousins on these kids? Was it Boogie Oliver? It's not my
3: fault.
4: Let it rain!
3: The first thing they did is: Have you ever played in like a community gym where they have that big crank? Oh yeah, where they could the lower big, the rims. I know that absolutely. It's this long like metal pole, and you hook it on the and I've never seen this. And you turn it, crank it, and, and the, they lowered the rims to eight oh, feet. Oh yeah, so I the, love that. Some of the developmentally challenged or physically challenged people could wouldn't have to, you know, shoot the ball quite so high. They sure. Would, I blocked at minimum five shots. What are you doing? And I mean complete like you my, trying to fill the stat sheet? SWAT jobs. Mountain. in my my finger. <laughs> Twice, I dunked. And both of them were coast to coast. The, the, second time, I, I, the second time... The second time, I remembered this this morning. I haven't thought of it in 30 years. This individual is shooting to try and sure. score two points on an eight-foot basket. I caught the ball. Boom shot Boom <laughs> What do you, Will champion And I start dribbling down court, and I like looked over my shoulder to let him kind of catch up a little bit. Oh no! And then I went up, and it wasn't a tomahawk because it's still an eight. I'm six foot four, so I can reach up, and I'm right. a, at eight feet. Right.
5: Let me stop you for a second here. I believe that you dunked an eight foot goal. I don't believe you ran eighty four feet though.
3: It, small. It was. It was the gym at Annandale. <laughs> I swear I hadn't thought of that in nearly 3 decades and with good reason. That is possibly the worst thing I've ever done. And I turned and after the second dunk because the whole key club showed up because of the fundraiser. You yeah. know, tickets were like 3 bucks or something. You think they're chanting your name all over. I turned all around over. and looked at all my key club members and I ah! <laughs> he's on fire. <laughs> and you got to be pretty out of line for a bunch of 15, 16, 17-year-olds to <laughs> Oh yeah! Really, be taken aback?
5: People who are given to rebellion, as it is, they're like, "Ooh, that's that's
3: too nonconformist." So we're like five minutes into this game, and I've already blocked five shots, and I've dunked twice.
5: Game blouses
3: taken out of the game. Sat me the rest of the game. I didn't understand why. And after the game, we won, you know, by a bunch. and Just you so, take your shirt off, throw it in the stand. I got my car, drove home. I have not thought about that moment until this morning thinking about Boogie Cousins.
5: Let me tell you what my favorite part of that story is. You said this is possibly the worst thing I've ever done. What I love is through the annals of your history, there's a competitive story for this. That's the worst thing I've ever done except for maybe that time I ran over an old lady with my car. I mean, what could you do that would be worse than this? I punched an
3: orangutan once. Did you really? At the Lee County Fall Festival, Carlos, help me out here. You could, you could pay. You could pay eight dollars and box an orangutan for three minutes. <laughs> I
5: would pay a hundred dollars to watch you box an orangutan.
3: See, There's this, Kodak. I mean, uh, 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 a Polaroid somewhere.
2: This is what I I keep going back to, Chuck, because you are in a service organization with typically yes. good kids. Part of that. What I have, was yes? What are they looking at you thinking? Because I I can only think of you swatting shots and dunking on people, Spoo and they're looking at you going, huh?
3: I I, I was wondering, what, what, are, what's the problem? What are y'all looking at me like this for? They, they they, called a timeout, called me over, and I was like, dude, in five minutes, I've already put up like 12 points, two dunks. I love that you're counting the stats. Five filling blocks. The stat sheet. I mean,
5: Carlos, can you imagine – just the face of disappointment that was met with the people that teach the school, the people from your own high school who took you over there. I mean, the people that sort of sponsored this, I mean, they basically sanctioned you to just run wild.
3: There was a guy, our, our like, liaison between the Kiwanis Club there and Lawrenceville, Key Club at Central, uh, I think his name was Jack Baggett, I think, and he, like, once a year would show up and talk to everybody about what Kiwanis means. He was at the meeting the next week. <laughs> Little
5: known, little known fact, Carlos, that was the only basketball game Central Connecticut won that year.
2: See, this is what's amazing to me. It almost feels like Chuck went in there wanting to get a triple-double.
5: Like,
1: like,
2: like, that was going to be the big goal of the day. Not to make sure that these uh, people who have some developmental issues have a great time and get out a chance and, and play some sports, but, but instead but, it was, here's a chance at my triple-double.
5: But hold on, Carlos, you know this. You've, how many years have you worked with this guy? He hasn't spent ninety combined seconds thinking about anybody else's entire life.
2: See that's this the thing guy who Well would you know and you know this too, BA. Like whenever you have your kids involved in certain sports, you'll always know when some of the other older kids come over and there's always that one kid who doesn't quite get it that he's nine and pushing the four year olds to the ground is kind of a not a cool way to go about things. That was like These Chuck were adults. On this day.
3: They were all there was one guy out there's like thirty. Yeah, but still, this is more like a developmental issue. It's terrible. What? Okay, but you can't say the age thing. Do you? Do you give me, if you want to talk about age, though, a little bit of a pass? I was I'll seventeen. Defending... I was seventeen. What's he's the name on of the school again? Annandale. It's Any... called Annandale Village. It was in. Uh, it's still there, I guess, in Swann.
5: Any truth of rumor that Gus Malzahn's giving him a phone call for a non-conference game? <laughs> Maybe he's tuning in. Maybe he thought that was a good idea. Y- you're more horrible than me. No, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to put a happy face on what was probably a pretty traumatic experience for some of those kids. There were adults. They what? were. They're not kids. So what? One year difference because they're. A- over eighteen, all of a sudden, now you're
3: a kid and they're an adult because they're twelve. Months I was older seventeen. Than you? I couldn't vote yet. Again, I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying it was right. But That's you it feels like you are.
2: You buried this knowing whether it was the next day, whether it was later that day, whether it was years later. Yeah, it was I wrong. have
3: not, Carlos. I have not thought about that until this morning. I was thinking, Boogie, you went for ninety-one in a charity game. What were you trying to prove, dude? He he dunked on a math teacher, and then suddenly was,
2: all the memories came rushing back. Of yeah, yeah, I did that.
5: I will say this. For someone like me who's uh, you know grew up a little pudgy, had no chance of dunking a 10-foot goal, seeing an 8-foot basketball goal is a temptation I've never been able to withstand. I would try to dunk that no matter who was how around. T- how
3: tall are you? 6'2". 6'2". Uh, with long arms, you can dunk on an 8-foot goal. Yeah,
5: but a 10-foot goal, I mean, I wouldn't have a chance. I can, I, I've, I've never even been able to so touch the rim on a 10 When I
3: showed goal. up that day and they, I saw
5: that crank and they're lower in these rims, I mean, Carlos, you played probably 8-foot when you were in high school, right? Did you ever play that with other able-bodied people who were the same age as you are? Yes, able-bodied
2: people that were capable of playing basketball against me, yes.
5: See, uh, Chuck, let me close with this, and this is something that Carlos can explain to you. This is another example of something that's happened really your entire life, where people have to apologize for you. I don't think you realize how many times... A third party's had to apologize for something
3: that you've done. The thing was, the, the the liaison between the Kiwanis, who would show up like in September for the first meeting and outline like the foundations of what Kiwanis is. Sure. This was like March or April. Towards, and he showed up said, I want to go over again sort of what Kiwanis stands for. This is also an example of something that uh, we've been talking about a lot off air
5: lately, that so many things in your life would be so easily explained if you were drunk. dude. You're dunking on some special needs kids. Yeah, he's hammered. He was understand. he was
2: really drunk. It's okay. It's, it happened. You know you what? He apologized.
5: But, but it's a totally better explanation. You got bit by a cocker spaniel. Golden oh, retriever. Uh, a golden retriever. Who does that? Oh, you got to realize he was hammered. He was messing with his dog. You weren't drunk. Makes for a much better explanation. Why did he act that way at. <laughs> Fill in the blank press conference. Oh, oh no. he was hammered. He was drunk. Or, or you know what? Yeah,
2: he walked over into the kitchen because he was upset about his food. But you know what? He was drunk. He didn't know exactly what he was
3: doing there. Yeah, why, why, why was he so mean to the waitress? I wasn't mean to anybody. Oh, he was drunk. They gave me a, food that, a plate of food Matt Chernoff had been eating from. Here's what you should do. You should take
5: three weeks off and tell people you're going to rehab. Don't You don't have to go anywhere. Just tell people you're going to rehab. When you come back 21 days later, people are going to be so nice to you. Because finally you've taken
3: some steps to I correct drunk, some of this behavior. I was drunk. I was drunk. But what I'm saying is I was seventeen, I didn't have any perspective. I I, I hadn't thought about it in thirty years until I was ready to call out Boogie. I'm just messing with you, Sasquatch. Let's See, get it he's back. an adult. He knows better.
5: Boogie Oliver. That's where we start calling you from now on. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I've
2: I mean, I've done some embarrassing stuff, but that one's that one's not knowing the audience and what you're doing and
0: I just like the idea of him hanging on the goal. And
2: screaming, like, <laughs> Like, you know, the footage of Shaq. Was it in Blue
0: Chips, where, like, the lights came down because they shattered, and the, you see the little shattering lights just twinkling to the ground as the rim comes hanging down. That's how I want to envision, envision Chuck, but also with, like, someone in a wheelchair right below him. And everybody looking <laughs> and at him. And his junk just <laughs> swinging
2: in their face. And everybody looking at him, thinking, <laughs> You wrong. Like, you so wrong. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us. We will talk to you next week uh, for myself and for Hoyt. Love you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.